Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Happy to have you back here on The Advertising Show. It's being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a big radio midgets uh, production. And our very special guest is uh, founder and CEO of Alt Terrain, Adam Salakus out of Boston. Uh, for the second week in a row, we've got the Boston circuit going here, right, Brad? Yeah. With, uh, with a great uh, interview coming up, and we hope you stay with us. In just a few minutes, uh, Patrick Meyer is going to talk about uh, how to be quicker and sexier. You can do those two things, and it works. <laughs> the marketing insider, Jeffrey Gittimer, our sales trainer, responsibility to yourself to achieve. In other words, you've got to have some belief systems in place to make that happen, and uh, he'll tell you how to do that a little bit later on this hour. We, uh, last week, we, we had to wrap up rather quickly, and we started to talk about the top 100 brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about uh, our, our guest last week was Patricia Aberdeen, uh, author of Megatrends 2010, The Rise of Conscious Capitalism. And she was talking about uh, McDonald's as having uh, a, a brand, basically. Um, and they are ranked eighth here. Uh, and it says McDonald's uh, continues to move beyond its burgers and fries image with a growing selection of healthy foods and stylishly remodeled restaurants. I don't know whether I agree with the philosophy of healthy for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that I want to believe that uh, McDonald's would really want to change that image altogether because uh, well, she, she had mentioned the, uh, the fruit and the yogurt and stuff like that. Well, I think it was uh, the, for the parents, so when the, the child's uh, eating all the you know bad stuff, the parent can feel good about having the salad, I suppose. Okay, whatever. Well, look what look at the crap that we grew up with, though, for <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, speaking of uh, number one, Coca-Cola is <laughs> still, uh, uh, still number one, but consumers, a shift from soda in the uh, West has hurt Coke. Success with Coke Zero hasn't made up for the Coca-Cola Classic's continued loss of share. So, you know, a lot of people are getting away from the uh, the, the carbonated stuff, and, mm-hmm. and for good reason, because it does contribute to a lot of things that you really don't want. Uh, anyway, uh, that's Coca-Cola. Number two, Microsoft. IBM follows there. Uh, General Electric. Nokia has a good brand. And this is really interesting. If you were to put a car maker in the next position, what might you put there? What, 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 what would your guess be? BMW. Very interesting. Toyota. Toyota. Hmm. Well, yeah. Quality concerns been. have increased uh, overall. Toyota's reliability and its hybrid strategy are leaving uh, the auto rivals uh, trailing, uh, followed by Intel, then McDonald's and Disney, and then not BMW, but Mercedes-Benz, uh, hmm. and uh, so on and so forth. Oh. Uh, very interesting, though, uh, to see uh, you know, what's up there and what's out there as far as uh, uh, losing and gaining, like Ford. Man, oh, man, Ford's number 41 down from 30. And uh, that's down 19% uh, from last year. You know, I wouldn't have had IBM in the top five. Or, uh, I think you mentioned them as in the top five. That's kind of weird. Yeah, well, you, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's there. Well, let's well, see. What does it say? Hold on. Starbucks, I think, would be there before. Well, you know what's I, really funny? I don't see Starbucks, Brad. But IBM huh. says Big Blue's ads uh, promise to make customers feel special with uh, powerful software services and sophisticated services it's delivering. Yeah. I guess so. Well, and, I, and while you talk, I'll look for Starbucks because I'm not yeah. seeing Starbucks here, folks. Well, you know, uh, that's very strange because, yeah, I would have uh, – well, of course, that's global and maybe it's the fact – I think you you prefaced that by saying global brands, right, right? 
Well, that's what it says, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what it means. Maybe that's why, although uh, Starbucks is a global brand, they're just uh, just getting underway uh, elsewhere, Europe, uh, Asia, et cetera. Now, I don't know. I guess you're wearing the white jumpsuit today, uh, joining in on the celebration of Elvis's 30th anniversary, Ray. It's polyester. Just don't get near me with that cigar. Thank you. I, I will try not to. And that little that little yellow stain on your lapel, I'll assume that that was a microbrew. <laughs> How'd you guess? Exactly. <laughs> well, it was just a wild guess. But anyway, uh, 30th anniversary, uh, one author thinks that the icon is still uh, has so much to, th- to teach us, Ray. He's got a new book entitled Health and Happiness, Elvis Style, Building a Better Planet Through Elvis-ness. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm telling you the truth here. I can't make this stuff up, which claims to teach life lessons using the king's own wisdom. The author says by incorporating the one. Himself by <laughs> yeah. Using his body. Well, yeah. Don't eat that would be uh-huh, one of uh-huh. the things. But anyway, the author says by incorporating one Elvis life lesson per page. That's yeah. called page inflation. I think the publishers yes. call that. The book is a user's guide for anyone who wants to learn more about Elvis, model themselves after the king or simply wants to live their life to the fullest and die fat. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I noticed uh, you're wearing, uh, you are wearing that jumpsuit, Yes, I am, but I, and I'm very proud of it. 80, I like the gold 80, chains. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is 88, down uh, up from Gee. 91 with 2,400 new stores opening globally in 07. Starbucks continues to make itself the world's ubiquitous coffee shop. So hmm. that's a Starbucks. I'll take brands for 100, Alex. Right behind Duracell batteries. Really going and going and going. Yeah, so, who who did that? I don't know. You know who who put that uh, the top one hundred together? Interbrand. Oh, Interbrand. Okay, yeah. we're familiar with them. We've had somebody on from that organization. Here's somebody from another organization we're very fond of here. Patrick Meyer, our marketing insider on the advertising show. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Repeat after me: quicker, faster, sexier, cooler. That, my friends, is probably your biggest challenge because that's where the consumer is going. What I'm talking about is the fact that there are basic human needs, and you do not have to be a rocket scientist to predict this. But many executives are surprised when they get blindsided by the competition, or even worse, when another industry obsoletes your business model, like Nokia and Motorola as leaders in camera sales last year via their cell phones, or HP as the imaging leader, and where is Kodak totally blindsided? Well, no surprise, what the consumer wants is quicker, faster, sexier, cooler, more fun, smaller, bigger, more experiential, better, best value. That's what it's all about. So when you are doing things, advertising or marketing-wise or new product-wise, every day, say, how can I make it quicker, faster, sexy, cooler, more fun, make it bigger, make it smaller, make it more experiential, or make it a better, best value? A great example cell phones all around us constantly doing this. Everything from ringtones to razors to slivers to new colors, now with TV, even Bono with red, it's constantly quicker, faster, sexier, cooler. Go back to your business, do the same thing. How do we do that on everything that we do every day? Quicker, faster, sexy, cooler. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your marketing insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net or send me an email at patrick at nowing.net. Spam him. Okay, just yeah. go ahead and spam him. Send him a whole bunch. Put him up he on a it. list. He loves it. We've got uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show. 
I don't know if you knew this, Ray. This past, uh, well, two weeks ago, July 30 through August 3rd, Single Working Women's Week. Oh, that was nice. Hallmark Cards is going to be out next year, I'm sure, with a single Single working working. (laughs) woman's card. Really? It's a brand new uh, week, Uh, Single Woman's Working Single working woman's week, like that. Everybody needs a week, and single that's their week. Single working woman's week. Okay, isn't that something? Say that three times real fast, mm, and you'll be single. So. Oh, something like that. Yeah. Um, Adam Selacuse is our special guest, CEO and president of Alt Terrain. He's coming up next here on the advertising. So let me get a, a quick little bio. We'll finish on the other side of the break if we need to, okay? Yeah. Raised in Brooklyn uh, during the 80s and 90s, Adam has taken all of these uh, things that he's learned about people, culture, and street credibility and applied them to the world of marketing. And that's all I'm going to say for right now. So we'll bring him on and find out what he's talking about and find out what uh, the company's all about, too. Stay with us. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Men, beware. Use one dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab makes your hair look excitingly clean. Yeah, and real greasy, too. <laughs> On The Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillings, Brad Forsyth, our special guest out of Boston this weekend, Adam Selicue, CEO and president of Alt Terrain. Alt Terrain uh, solely serves advertising, public relations, media planning, and event marketing agencies as the industry's premier resource for alternative outdoor advertising, street media campaigns, and influencer marketing uh, that uh, truly connects with people and makes an impact on their lives, which is a good thing. Adam, it is a great pleasure to have you here on the Advertising Show. Welcome. It's fantastic to be here, guys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've had alternative media executives on the show before. It's been a while since we've covered the topic. The definition of alternative media is different for everyone. Let's hear yours, Adam. Well, it's a very good point because uh, a lot of terms are thrown around these days and a lot are lumped together. You have guerrilla media, ambient media, non-traditional, alternative uh, the way we look at it, or the way we break it out, is to say, okay, there's guerrilla media, which is defined by something that's done without permission or without permits. That could be, you know, projecting an ad on the side of a building in New York without permission from the building owner or a permit. And there probably isn't a permit available for it in New York, so that's the only way that can get done. And then there's alternative media or ambient or non-traditional, and that we say can be either be one of two things. It could be using traditional media like a billboard but using it in a unique manner such as a live billboard uh, with people or performance or it could be something that's never been done before like some sort of brand installation or pop-up store something very unique so we define it as guerrilla being the uh, non-permission based media and then alternative is just being unique with what you have and and your company is uh, if you go online you want to visit uh, what where Adams company is located allterrain a l t t e r r a i n dot com allterrain dot com and uh, you guys offer a, a vast array of uh, media opportunities and uh, very well represented by the clientele that uh, you post there on your site your mission statement is to reinvent reinterpret and redefine outdoor guerrilla marketing and non-traditional media as well as to ensure the advertising media is embraced enjoyed and makes enjoyed and makes a difference in people's lives now that sounds like a tall order adam and i'm i'm curious uh, what was going on at the time you wrote your mission statement that you felt uh, things needed to be changed well, you know, we started out in the late 90s. I kind of looked around and I said, you know, what 
is really making a difference in my life. What I buy, what I do, what my friends do, my family, where do I hang out, what car do I drive? And at that time, a lot of the media was traditional, like such as you know, one-way billboards, one-way radio, and uh, you know, what things that influenced me were experiences. And uh, the, the thing that sparked our company is I saw my first coffee cup sleeve ad, and I said, wow, this is the first advertising I accept because it at least has a function. So we first went from uh, doing pizza boxes and coffee sleeves uh, to you know, purposeful media in some respects to saying, let's do things that are more about um, entertainment, things that add something to culture, something that people enjoy and embrace. So we kind of every day we look to the mission statement when we're working on a project and say, you know, how do we do this in a manner that is going to really make a difference in somebody's lives or in the lives of the community and what have you? So it is a tall order, for sure. But uh, we, at least we aim for that, and that's, what we, that's how we view our mission statement. You know, many uh, in our industry have suggested that advertising doesn't have the nearly the great influence in people's lives as it once did. Uh, I assume that you, being an alternative media guy, you agree with that concept? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, what we do is look at the people around us. I mean, we're, we're really, alternative media is often focused on metro markets, Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco, and less in the suburban markets and even less in the rural markets. So we try and understand how, what people do, how do they go to work, what do they do on the weekends, and how can we do something that could do something unexpected, do something that uh, they haven't seen before, something that they say, wow, I'm really happy to have seen this mural, you know, and I'm going to take my photo in front of it, or some sort of brand installation in Bryant Park, where they say, wow, yesterday I was sitting here eating my sandwich, and it was a nice day out, but now there's this whole other activity happening that I'm so happy to be a part of it to experience. So uh, that's what we try and do with uh, this alternative media space, is do something that that people enjoy. And, and, and we, it's, it's almost as basic as that. It is not easy, because there are brand objectives and goals and uh, reach numbers and frequency and all these other things, but we found if you just break it down to the essence, let's, let's figure out how to do something that, Brad, you'd enjoy seeing or doing, or Ray, something that you remember fondly. You know, So that is the goal when we are talking to agencies and they say, this is what we're doing for Singular, this is what we're doing for Microsoft, all these traditional things. Uh, how can we use alternative media to enhance what we're doing how can we use alternative media to lend buzz to what we're doing, or how can we use alternative media to, you know, leverage, leverage the whole thing? So it's a tall order, but uh, that's that's our aim at uh, altering. You know, picking up on the latter part of what you were just saying there, you mentioned your clients as agencies. I was going to ask you, are clients the vast majority on the agency side? Do you deal directly w with uh, marketers themselves? What, what's your mix there? That's a very good question. We first started off answering the phone and doing work for uh, whoever called us. But a very strange thing started happening, which was we'd find Singular's, uh, we do work for, let's say, Singular's agency. And then uh, a year later, or a year and six months later, we get a call from Singular's, the brand. And they'd say, hey, you remember us? We did projections. We did pizza boxes. We want to do something again. And I kept saying, well, what happened to the agency working with? And they said, well, this is a different budget, uh, this different project, we're not with them anymore. It always seemed that there was some excuse, and it didn't seem like anyone was being up front with us. So 
we said there's something shady going on here. Let's just work with the agencies. The work is more interesting. It's tied into uh, a larger strategy. And from a business perspective, we said, why would an agency ever pick uh, a partner that could be their competitor? Or why would they build up a competitor? So uh, we tout that all the time, is that we're really the only agency-only uh, resource. And it's worked out phenomenal for us, because now we have brand, uh, agencies call us up and say, uh, we want help with uh, this pitch, you know, when it comes to alternative outdoor media. And that's exactly what we want to be. We want to be their partners early on, instead of just a vendor that say, hey, please go do this street team, or please go do this mural, or these projections. So it's yeah. worked out phenomenal for us. So you turn down the singular business and ask if you could work through the agency? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, we pretty much say, please have your agency contact us. And if you don't have yeah. an agency, once in a while, a small brand will call, whether it's a record label, and we'll recommend you know, a, a company or an agency we think would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we just feel like, you know, why, why be in competition with our clients? Couldn't agree more. And, uh, Ray, are we wrapping it up, or we have another minute here, I guess? Oh, we've got a couple, actually about a minute and a half here. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, your social media efforts rely on word of mouth as a means for transmitting your messages. And I'm curious, what do you think uh, is coming in the future in terms of blogs, media posts, and RSS feeds? Where is it going? Well, what pertains to us, uh, we recently realized that everything we do is online or pertains to blogs and Flickr or Twitter or what have you, because we're finding that phones are getting more and more advanced. So if we do a great mural, people are taking photos in front of it, and then it's going up on their blog. Or if you do a really great pop-up shop or something really interesting, people are going to talk about it inherently. And so we realize, and, and most likely that's going to happen online by someone texting somebody else. So pretty much even things that may seem like they're completely offline they're eventually online. If it's, if it's good media or good marketing and good creative, it, it's, it's pretty much affecting everything in a great way. So on a personal note, do you have any specific business categories or companies that you would like to work with in the future? And I'd like for you to hold that until next segment, huh, Ray? And sing along if you wish, too, as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam Selicuse out of uh, Boston is chairman and the founder and CEO of Alt Terrain. That's A-L-T-Terrain.com. And uh, we've got Adam for a couple more segments here with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Being powered by Tendency, it's a product uh, specifically available through Shipple.com. And that's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. <laughs> I'll spell it right, okay? Yeah. And uh, uh, talk to Ed Shillings. It's a great product and a great company as well. Back with more with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show in just a moment. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. When you say but, and where 
are those Sam Adams commercials? We should have that for, for uh, Adam. Adam right. Salakus out of Boston is uh, founder and CEO of Alt Terrain. AltTerrain.com is the website. As we continue our conversation, Adam, welcome back to the Advertising Show. Great to be here again. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, any of course, I guess any specific business categories uh, or companies you wanted to work with that you haven't worked with yet, and of course, you take any client that uh, the agency calls and says, this is who we represent, but is there a category in particular that you'd like to work in that you haven't had the opportunity to work with yet? Not really. I mean, we're working with some of the largest agencies in, in the world, and they all represent the largest brands, and, and a good example is McDonald's, because I heard that you guys brought that up earlier in the show. Uh, right now, we're working with MPG, which is uh, Arnold's media planning unit, mm-hmm. and they uh, came to us about six months ago and said, we're carrying Newman's own organic coffee, and this summer we want to promote the ice coffee you know, all throughout New England. What, it, what ideas, what can we do? And we took one of our mobile billboards uh, and attached misting fans to it. So today in Boston, it's unbearably hot. And uh, what better than to this vehicle to pull up onto a hot street corner and blast cool air to people, to people, and we're finding they're gravitating toward it, you know, coming from across the street to check it out, creating a memorable experience that relates to, obviously, iced coffee and uh, handing out coupons on top of that as an incentive to check out the store. So we're, we're so happy where we are because we have great relationships with these with agencies that have great brands. And the work we're doing is actually making a difference. Or they're telling us the objectives, and we're giving our opinions and working with them to figure out some sort of solution to achieve those for them. You know, you mentioned uh, large clients, well-known brands. Is Altering a global company or U.S.-based media? What, what are you guys? Right now we only cover uh, the top 20 U.S. metro markets plus a few in Canada. Mm-hmm. And San Juan as of this year, too, which is nice because we can get to go down there. Considering uh, expanding into Europe and elsewhere, or is it a different uh, different playground over there? It's very interesting because over there, um, I'd say in the U.K. And, and probably other parts of Europe, they're way advanced. So uh, they've been doing ambient, alternative, non-traditional media uh, in ways that we have just started doing here. So we often look to them for inspiration. So I'm not sure how we would fit over there. But maybe if a company, you know, wants to uh, partner with us in the U.S. and who knows, you know, where this industry is going. There's so much change going on. I mean, most of it, it seems like it's going on in the digital arena and online, but uh, offline, outdoor is is still huge. And and it's going to be, as I said before, it's all going to be digital eventually. Every kiosk, every billboard uh, is all going to be digital, and that's probably the biggest shift that's happening. Yeah, beyond just the fact that uh, Europe is a little more advanced and, and cutting edge in terms of the uh, uh, the way they go about uh, alternative media, it, do they differ in terms of style and tone of, of campaigns as well? As we know in traditional media, uh, advertising tends to be a little more pushing the envelope. Uh, is this, do you find this the same with uh, alternative media in Europe? Well, it all starts with the, the idea or the culture. Most great campaigns come from an insight about how people live their lives or what they're dealing with or what they need and what, or what they don't have. And uh, over in the U.K., uh, they're, they're less hung up on a lot of issues, whether it's uh, racial issues or sexual. So they seem to have, tend to have more interesting, controversial campaigns when we look at them. I think our culture 
as interesting and cutting edge as we are in some respects, maybe like entertainment, our movies go all over the world, and music, and so on and so forth. But uh, in a lot of respects, they take the, the safe road more often than the road that uh, has yet to be paved. Um, hmm. Of course, we're trying to point people in that direction, saying, listen, you know, it's okay to be the first person to try this. Uh, and and you get respect when you do something like this. Unfortunately, you know, they have the legal department and they have a, uh, a client or that's conservative, and, and most things get squashed. So unlike the culture uh, or approach or whatever's going on in the U.K. and Europe and, and maybe even, you know, Asia in some respects. So um, I think it all stems from the culture, what's acceptable, what's not. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they have less laws or maybe they don't enforce their laws versus... You know, if you go down to Miami in, in, in South Beach, you're not going to find any advertising because they have, like, a non-advertising zone, and they really, you know, uh, crack down on certain things. So we have different cities in the U.S. that all have all different cultures, but on, on as a whole, we're definitely more conservative as a culture than them, and I think yeah. that's why they're more advanced. Well, message to clients, if uh, you're looking at alternative media and they're offering an opportunity that's never been done before, this is a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, uh, Real quickly, guerrilla marketing, uh, I guess some media experts consider guerrilla marketing a little risky only because it's not measurable. Does Alterain have any specific methods for metrics when it comes to gauging the success or failure of your campaigns? Well, we we do estimated... uh, estimated measurements before any campaigns. You say, well, there are three areas. One is impressions. People who are going to see you doing something really interesting on the street. And that could be a poster, too. How many people are going to see that poster? So there is the estimated impressions. And then, more importantly, is the estimated engagements. How many people interact with that poster, whether it's pulling off a tab or, or interacting with the street team or taking you know, some sort of interaction with the touch screen. So there's the engagements. And that is where we, we really think it's at because, uh, unfortunately, today, if I look at my life today, I really don't remember any of the you know, phone kiosk ads or billboards, but what mm-hmm. I do remember are the interactions. Let's say, like, our conversation here. I'll probably remember for a year or two. So, uh, you know, so the, anything that engages consumers or things they can participate in is the big measurement. That's the big value. And then, of course, there's the word of mouth uh, measurement or impression, which is if you do something really interesting mm-hmm. or notable or buzzworthy, people are inevitably going to talk about it to their friends when they get to work, to their girlfriends when they go home, or they're going to write about it on their blog. So um, those are the three aspects, the general impression, the engagement, and then the word of mouth factor. Our guest here on the advertising show is Adam Salakius out of uh, Boston, and the uh, the company's called Alt Terrain. That's A-L-T-Terrain.com. We've got to uh, continue the conversation with Adam here in just a minute with Ray Shellens and Brad Forsyth. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. 
How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. As the late great Dinah Shore. A former girlfriend, or friend, I should say, of what, Burt Reynolds? is More right? than just a friend. Well, probably so. And She uh, washed his wig for him every once in a while. <laughs> We've got uh, <laughs> Boston Adam Salacuse uh, here as, as chairman and uh, also founder of Alt Terrain. That's altterrain.com. Adam, it's interesting what you're saying. I like the, the, the thing about the mister. I would think in some cities they would say uh, terrorist threats. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether yeah. you've ever come close to that, but uh, but it's a great idea anyway. And welcome back to the show. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, you've been mentioning legal graffiti uh, throughout the show. It's something that you guys have done for several of your clients, Nesquik, Shell, V-Power, uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, and others. Uh, I'm curious, what kind of measures does need, is needed to be uh, taken when it comes to so-called legal graffiti? In other words, do you get pre-approval from police and other government officials before embarking yeah, we, on a we, campaign? Like it is somewhat contradictory to have the word legal and graffiti together, but we just uh, put that so that the agencies know we do go legally lease the space uh, in neighborhoods that uh, they they want to be in. So if it's the Mission District in San Francisco or down the Lower East Side of Manhattan, we'll go find a wall, pay the owner to put an ad on that wall uh, for a month or three months, and then work with the agency to figure out how to pair the brand with graffiti or graffiti culture. Because you have an opportunity here where you're hand-painting something for it to be one of a kind. And it's very much different than a billboard that's up high and far away. It's really close to the consumer, and you're going to have a local known artist paint your, your work. So uh, and let's try and do each one unique from the next one, because that will lend to more buzz and more photographs and more talking about, hey, did you see what a local artist uh, did in, in New York compared to the one in Chicago, so on and so forth. But you really want to have a balance so you're not exploiting the hip-hop culture or graffiti culture, and that's what agencies come to us for, is figuring out how best to do that. That is too cool. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you've been also mentioning guerrilla video projections, or just, I guess, uh, projections in general. It could be video or other uh, media. That, In effect, making every building, I guess, a, a blank wall, a, a bit of a canvas that you know you can throw marketing messages on. Talk, talk about the implications for this particular approach. Uh, I assume that there's some targetability issues that uh, are, are really something that uh, plays well with that uh, channel as well as others. Well, since day one, we've been getting the request from agencies of how do they bring, how do we bring our video to the streets, and how do we bring our video to the streets with sound? So for the first couple of years, the best offering was to project their ad on the side of a building, and it's not every building you could project on because you can't project onto windows, and most buildings have windows. You really have mm -hmm. to, you know, find the right places and project 
in a building that hopefully you're not asked to leave by the building security or maybe a, a police officer is having a bad day, says, I don't want you in my district. But we have uh, a method of working with agencies uh, that works in Chicago, New York, San Francisco, so on and so forth, so that, um, so that their video gets up onto uh, you know, a large format onto buildings throughout the city. Um, however, we just came up with something else for brands that feel like this is too risky or, or, or in that gray area. We recently launched something called a 360 mobile video billboard that goes on top of any SUV. And it's kind of a stadium-style uh, billboard with a screen on all four sides. And it's great because we can pull up into Union Square in New York City, run the video, whether that's a movie trailer or a really great uh, commercial, and have the sound. Because when you're projecting on the side of a building from 200 feet away, there's no way to put sound out there. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's definitely something that's going to grow and grow and grow in the sense of getting video or digital on the streets, in, whether it be mobile or static, I mean, meaning that it could be a fixed location with the touch screen, but it's certainly, it's certainly the bulk of the requests we're getting from agencies. And it sounds yeah. like a really new, exciting opportunity for advertisers and marketers everywhere. Sounds like you've got a, a lot of great things planned, and uh, unfortunately, we're out of time here on the advertising show. Adam Salakuse out of uh, Boston, and uh, it's uh, looking good for you. Thanks for being a part of the show, and uh, continued success. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. On the Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. We've got one more segment, and stay with us. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Hello, amigo. Hello. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Good interview with, with Adam uh, Salakuse out of um, uh, Boston this uh, weekend here on the Advertising Show. Paul Gillen is our next uh, guest coming up uh, here on the 19th. Paul is author of The New Influencers, 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 Influenza, uh, a marketer's guide to the new social media. Could have left, left off that first part, Influentials, isn't it? Uh, no. No? It's, no oh, it's influencers. Influencers. Yeah. Uh, Marketer's oh, Guide yeah. to the New Social Media, which is It is an to... influenza. You're right. <laughs> well, we'll have to get him to change the name of the book. We'll do that that's when we true. talk to him next week. Yeah. But uh, that's who's going to be on next week on the advertising show. Went to, uh, a couple of years ago, went to uh, Atlanta for a wedding, a lovely place. It really is a nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were Too in... Too bad it's not hot there. <laughs> it is hot. We were in Buckhead. Buckhead, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. North of uh, North Atlanta, very it? nice. And yeah. uh, I had a chance to go to the instead of the CNN Museum, we went to the Coca Cola Museum. Mm-hmm. But apparently, whoops, we don't want that yet. Shut up. Uh, instead of um, instead of uh, you know going there, we went to the Coca Cola. But what they've done right. is they they built a new shrine to the. Uh, the high fructose corniness uh, drink, basically, mm. and uh, they've they've got a whole bunch of different uh, uh, exhibits. It's a ninety-two thousand square foot, ninety-seven million dollar museum. Uh, incredible uh, to see. It's fifteen bucks to get in, by the way, which is really but insane. You didn't see that. You saw the old one. Yeah, we saw the old ones, and I want to go back and see the new one. I, you know, I don't, mm. I don't even really drink Coke. Uh, no. Uh, 
But it was fun to go there, and it's really incredible what you could do with with a soft drink and mm-hmm. build a museum uh, to uh, to uh, tout its uh, you know its uh, wonderfulness or something do, like that. Do you all gather at the end of the tour and sit in like a little pub and drink cokes and stuff? Well, actually, you can taste Coca Cola around the world. They have a tasting room. Oh, and it's uh, it's got formulas these, or whatever. Yeah, they show you that. Well, they give you you can go up to and taste what Coca Cola tastes like in like Nigeria and and stuff. It is it is the stickiest <laughs> floor I've ever walked on because people, of course, are not being careful with how they're drinking the little cups of Coca Cola and other stuff. So you walk in there and you go. <laughs> <laughs> the floor. It's an interesting experience. You know, I've heard that if you drink enough of the Coke from Nigeria, you all of a sudden have an immediate urge to run down a street with a uh, briefcase. Right. Uh, it has usually, well, people in New York get that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have an immediate need to go online and send emails because you represent the king of... Nigeria that would like to share $2 million with you, if you can send them, okay. simply $20,000. Oh, those kind of people. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. On, on that note, <laughs> here's something totally unrelated. It's Jeffrey Gittimer. Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Regardless of your selling circumstance, regardless of your success to this point in time, regardless of your company, regardless of your boss, you have a responsibility to yourself to achieve. Achieve a level of success that you set for yourself. It's not a quota. Quotas to me are a bunch of crap set by management who couldn't go out and meet those quotas themselves if their lives depended on it. If you're a great salesperson, you should meet your quota in the first two weeks of the month and begin to bank real money in the last two weeks of the month. You should have your manager coming up to you to find out, hey, how do you do it? You should have the president of the company calling you on the phone congratulating you on your successes. But let me give you a big clue. The only way this is going to happen is with self-inspiration, not self-motivation, self-inspiration, self-determination, and hard work that starts before everybody else gets up and after everybody else has gone to sleep. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gittimer, reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. Always good stuff from Jeffrey Gittimer. Looking forward to uh, talking with Paul Gillen, author of The New Influencers. A Marketer's Guide to the New Social Media. That's coming up mm-hmm. next week on The Advertising Show. Hope you had a good time. And tell your friends about The Advertising Show as well. There's an incredible amount of information uh, here that you can share. It's it's all available for you as well. A lot of great uh, articles, industry interviews, especially if you're in the ad-related community or you just want to learn a little bit more about advertising and marketing at theadvertisingshow.com. We uh, enjoy that. And uh, you can drop us a line every now and then, too, if you'd like. Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth is being brought to you by 
Advertising Age magazine. You can visit them online at adage.com. And next week, we look forward to uh, Paul Gillen, author of The New Influencers, A Marketer's Guide to the New Social Media. So some last words here because the music's still playing. Mm, I would just say good night. Good night? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to bed it's, early tonight. It's good night sure. somewhere. Yes. <laughs> it's true. This is a big Radio Midgets production. <laughs>